0: Today's guest is a small town girl boss and a go-giver coach. We have a conversation to unpack getting yourself out of your way to serve more. Time to see sales as serving and let go of all the other stories that's no longer in alignment of that. Trapped by the belief that I'm not good enough, bound by the limitations and the lies that consumed my world, this was me. It wasn't until I took the biggest leap in my life to know and trust the power within. And it was at that moment, I made a choice. My past will not define me anymore. Hello, I am Terry Carangela, and I know I am not alone in this. Over the years, I have found that the number one mistake that we make is that we get in the way of our own success story. Yes, I said it. On this show, together we'll tackle limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, getting stuck, fear, doubt, overwhelm, and the imposter syndrome. Join us. On this journey designed to transport you beyond your limitations to a world where anything is possible. This is Talking with Terry. Hello, and welcome back to Talking with Terry, where we have powerful conversations to transform your life and your business. And I'm delighted to have our guest, Amanda Busey, with us she tells you how you can turn your most natural gift into your strategic business advantage by teaching you how to sell, network and lead with the true quote go-giver you are. And um, we got connected through Bob Berg, which I'm excited to, you know, hear and learn more about you. So welcome to the show, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So tell us, you know, how you got to be where you're at today. You know, I know that you're a a go-giver coach and you talk about sales and all that fun stuff. How did you get to be where you're at today?
1: Yeah. So yeah, I do. I do focus mostly on um, sales and networking and leadership for women entrepreneurs, mostly in creative type businesses, but not exclusively. How I came to that was I answered a one ad for a woman who had her own coaching business a few years ago. And I, it was kind of a, a really great apprenticeship. Really, um, I started on the sales side of the business. I went into coaching also, and that's where I found my real passion for coaching. Because I had years ago, I gotten certified to be a health coach, and but there wasn't there wasn't a huge focus on sales. And at that time, I was very afraid of sales. <laughs> so um, it was like really many
0: d- are. Like many are. <laughs> we will yeah. need to dive into that later. <laughs> For sure. So, but that's how I
1: got started. She worked with women and what was happening was I was having these amazing phone conversations with women from all over the country in all different walks of lives and businesses and, you know, just hearing their stories of a little, you know, some struggle for sure, but just their ability to persevere and overcome and, you know, show up and still look for help and wanting to get better you know, that was the whole point of of seeking out a coach. So their stories really touched me. And then, so the, obviously the pandemic happened and then that position sort of went away. So I decided, you know, I'll just, I'll go for it on my own and I want to continue this work. And Bob Berg had been, you know, instrumental in actually me going for that job. I read his book, Go Give or Sell More. And it was just eye-opening for me, Um, so it gave me the confidence to go for that job. So when that job ended, I contacted him and became a a go-giver coach and speaker. And I've been following that path and sharing that message combined with what I've learned along the way. And it's just, it's a beautiful combination.
0: And for the listeners that do not know what we're talking about, Bob Berg has created uh, multiple books, but he's probably most known for the go-giver And then the second kind of the sequel lead, you know, follow up to that is is Go Give or Sell More. So if you have not checked those out, definitely I've had Bob Berg on here before. So you can definitely go check out that episode as well, but such juicy stuff. And it's just a different way in which we do business, right? It's a powerful way of, you know, leading with love and curiosity versus going for the, like a hard sell, if you will. So Amanda, tell me in this journey, in this path, what has been kind of your biggest maybe mindset challenge, barrier, or block that you've had to overcome in this journey to get to where you're at today?
1: Um, well, it was definitely,
0: it was really strange because for
1: years and years, I was drawn to sales for the freedom of it. You know, even when I was in corporate life, that was outside sales was a way to get out of the office and, you know, know make my own schedule on that. So I was always drawn to that part of it. And I was really great at relationship building and you know, doing all the fun stuff and doing the presentations and all that. But then when I got down to the close, I kind of froze up. And so I I wasn't very successful at sales for like 15 years, no matter what path I went down, um, because I felt it started to feel like slimy and car salesman And, you know, it just didn't feel good to me. So I didn't want to do it. I resisted it.
0: Let's so, pause for a second, because I don't think you're alone on that. I think actually that's kind of the you know, kind of the, the average person. Um, I've seen that in my own clients where it comes to sales. So I, we were talking before we hopped on here, kind of the great, uh, a great partnership, because it's like, you know, we, we go into that place of, you know, getting a client on the phone. We're great at this. We're great at connecting. We're great at serving. And then we go down to the, like the clothes and it's like, ah, and everything kind of breaks loose. Let's unpack that for a moment. Like what, what was playing through your head? at the time. And I know everyone has their own little stories, but like, what was it for you that would just kind of implode on that sale?
1: I wasn't conscious of it, obviously at the time, but looking back on it, I felt like there was, you know, the, there was some shift where we were having polite conversation and then all of a sudden it felt manipulative. And I was in my head about, you know, the only reason I'm talking to this person is because I want something from them. And that didn't feel good to me. Okay. Yeah. You know, of course, I didn't want to do that, and and that's not the kind of person I am. And none of the women that I work with that struggle with the same thing. So that was the biggest thing.
0: That's interesting, yeah. And so, and again, like that little story that can say, "Oh, now I'm manipulating this person, or I am trying to get something from this person," versus you know really showing up and serving. And you know, this conversation comes up a lot with some of the clients that I work with, and in the sense of, you know, I talk about. You know, sales, the sales process is kind of like a relationship, like, right? Like you're nurturing that relationship. And I think sometimes we think that one conversation, we're going to turn this person to a sale. And I say, you know, yes, we have kind of like a sales funnel, but those, you know, we're going to have some people that love us and say yes to us. And it's like easy peasy. And then sometimes, You know, I know that I even, I hired a coach one time and we, I was kind of in a courtship relationship with her for three years before I was like really ready for her services because her services were so specialized and I wasn't, I needed to get my business to that place where it was going to benefit me in the business and make it really, you know, beneficial. But I think so often that we, you know, go into that place and then it's like, you know, okay, what are those stories that are coming up for us that get in the way of really, truly serving in a, and especially with, you know, kind of the back frame of the go-giver, right? The go-giver sells more, you know, concepts and principles that really, you know, put both people at ease. And it's not just the, again, some people are in our sales funnels for years, you know, because we need to, they need to know, like, and trust us. And sometimes that's years for folks, you know? And so as I'm telling my clients, I'm like, you know, these people are going to be, you're going to be, have, you know, potential um, prospects in different stages and it's continuing to, you know, love them and, and nurture them. And they're not going to all, you know, be one and done. Right. So it's, it's really about the relationship.
1: It is. And I'm so glad that you said that about nurturing the relationship and having, you know, it, it, a lot of it is about setting expectations when you're going into mm-hmm. a business. So, That's one of the expectations that you do need to have, in my opinion, because yes, if you're doing your job correctly, you're supposed to be building trust with your potential clients and customers. Like that's part of your job as an entrepreneur, um, if you want to have any kind of reputation. And what I'm seeing is, you know, this trend of if you're not going to buy right now, then, you know why not? I see, I see so many high pressure Mm. salespeople like making their prospect justify why they're not buying and why they're not showing up for themselves and, you know, why they're not doing this. How is that helping a person? Yeah. You know, and, and I, I, it really bothers me because I was, taught so many of those sales strategies early on in my career. And it's like, those are the things that never felt good to me. Those are the yeah. things that I didn't want to do because they've been done to me. And I know how awful that can make you feel. Mm-hmm. So when I read Bob's book and he had this whole different perspective, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only person that feels this way. And yeah. apparently you can be successful doing it another way. Yeah. So it is, you definitely have to nurture because people will only buy from you if they trust you. If you haven't built that trust and trust can happen in a moment, but if you're making the effort to do that, then Mm -hmm. why are you there? You're not serving anyone. Mm -hmm.
0: I actually had a call just, just this week. And, and the lady was like, yeah, I'm not ready. It's not timing is, is not good. And I said, no worries. I said, can you come in? and, and, And I invited her to a free call that I do weekly. And it's like, I'm just inviting her to come and play in the sandbox with no commitment. And um, that way she can, she gets to, she gets to know me, she gets to, to experience me. And then who knows what the possibilities open up to that, you know, but it is, it's an easier, it's like, no, Hey, I get that. And I do things a lot differently. I I do, I follow the energy a lot. So I test energy and that's been kind of how I built my businesses with more ease. It's just like following the energy. And so I always tell people like most of the time I'll get a no out of the gate with somebody and it has to, you know. Timing has to shift in order for it to be a yes. And so I'm always testing and I teach my clients how to do this so that we can be in the flow of that. And it just makes things so much more easier where it doesn't have to be like a force or a push in doing so. But I'm curious for you, what made the flip, what what how did you flip that? How did you flip, you know, and and flip the switch for that, you know, mindset that was like, okay, I feel salesy, I feel, you know, like I'm pressuring, I feel like, you know, I'm manipulating. What did you do? to really flip that switch and create a different story?
1: Well, for me, it was with the woman that I was working for and her program, I was able to see the evidence of the good work that she was doing and the person that she was and the team that she had built around her. So I really bought into that and I knew that it was helping people and serving people. So when I got on the phone on those sales calls, You know, I had conviction about what I was selling. I knew that it was my responsibility. If I saw somebody that was a fit for this program, it was my responsibility to offer it to them. And if they can't do it, no problem. You know, obviously, no pressure, but I at least had to make the offer because, like I said, I was having all these conversations with these amazing women and being able to help them get to the next level was just, you know, everything. So, being in an environment like that was really what made the switch for me along with, you know, the go-giver work. And it's, it was just, it is a mindset and it wasn't like overnight, you know, this was a a high ticket program. I had a lot of stuff, you know, all my stuff came up whenever people would talk to me about, they didn't have the money because of, you know, their spouse would say no, or, you know, all of those objections. Like I still had to work through all of my stuff because of my history, um, that I was bringing to the calls, but it's a process. And when you really believe that you have something that can help people, it makes all the difference in the world. Everything else can be worked out from there. But when you come to it with a heart to serve and knowing that you have value to offer people, that's the game changer.
0: Yeah. And I think that's brilliant that you said that there was all this other stuff that came up. And I've said this on this call before is that when you become an entrepreneur, like everything that we've ever ran from, hid from, (laughs) avoided, (laughs) will get brought up in the process. And it's, and um, that's the personal growth that we maybe don't realize that we're signing up for when we, when we sign up for our own business, but it does come up and it, and it is a personal dream. But you know what? I think it's so powerful that we do our personal work because, you know, we can relate to that client. We can relate to that situation. We can relate to that objection. We're like, yep, I've been there. I've done that. You know, I remember one time I hired a coach and at the time, which I felt like it was a lot of money at the time, it was, it was $27,000 for this coaching program. And at the time I, I had this like limiting belief going, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. And how am I going to come up with it? And I figured it out. Right. Cause I was like, you know what, if I'm going to play big, I got to, I got to, I got to have that coach that is at the next level that's going to, you know, work with me at that, at that level. And so I was able to be like, you know what, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know, but I'm just going to, you know, trust that the money's going to come. And it did. And it, it really was a game changer in my, you know, in my personal, you know, career path. And it's powerful. It's powerful when we can, you know, recognize that this is the stuff that's coming up these are old programs. These are unconscious, most of the time, unconscious programs that are coming up. And it's an opportunity, I feel like for us to work through those, because once we do, it's like we start, I feel like we start to get closer and closer to understanding how powerful we are and how divinely guided we are in this process. And it's, it's, that's where the magic happens in my opinion is when we do that, that deeper work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mentioned before. Because I would, I think if I had been working in my own business at that time on my own behalf, I probably wouldn't have done the work to be honest with you, but knowing that I was accountable Mm -hmm. to her, you know, that she was like my coach in that sense too. And so I wanted to deliver for her and it was, you know, just, I kept practicing, I kept showing up and, you know, because I knew that the close was the most difficult part of the sales process for me in the past, that was something, and I teach my clients about this you know you just you practice that part and you practice it and practice just whatever part is bothersome for you until you can feel comfortable delivering it and you won't believe it right away you won't but you just practice your delivery you keep going and then when people buy even if you're not 100% bought in and even if you're a little wobbly in the clothes still when people still go on to buy because they've seen the value you've demonstrated the value as it relates to them then it's like oh Okay, well, maybe I do have something here, and then that's validation, and you get another sale and another sale, and then before you know it, there is no more mindset stuff showing up. You're just showing up, making your offer, doing your job, and serving people. It's very simple. It's not yeah. easy, but it is very simple.
0: I think that is such gold right there because I think so often we we expect it to come the first time, and you know, like you just said, it's like it takes practice, it takes tweaking, it takes rep- repetition. And once we do that, we get that first nugget of like, okay, I got a yes, perfect. There's a great book out there, Go For No. And it talks about like going for the no's because statistically, the more no's you get, the more yeses you will get because it's just part of the process. And I love how you just said that, like where it's, you know, you get one yes. And then it's like, oh, the brain goes, oh, wait. And there's like, what happens in the brain is like, there's a like chemical release. that so There's like a, some endorphins that get released and it's like, that was exciting. That was fun. Like, let's do it again. And it, that's what keeps it going. And I love that, you know, um, it just builds upon one another and, you know, folks that I've heard in, you know, that, that are incredible at sales, like that's the process that happened it just takes time. And I think some of the research out there says it takes us 50 times to do something, to really become master, uh, master of it. And so it does require time but once we do it, it just gets easier and easier and easier, but it, we just have to stick with it. So what, besides um, what you just shared, cause that's so yummy, any other tips, tricks, or strategies that you've used to really help support yourself either in the mindset shift or just, you know, kind of stepping into your power and leading with, you know, your greatest gifts. So what
1: I think is, I feel like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So for me, it's all about intention and then focus. So you have to start everything with what are you looking to get out of this conversation, whether it's a sales call or whether it's, you know, a networking event, what is your intention? And then really having the focus of, okay, I'm going to focus on this one person that I'm having this conversation with, or, you know, these, six people that I've just met at this event. I'm going to make that my focus, but not on what I can get out of that, not on me getting that sale or me getting a referral from this person, but what can I get? What's the value now that I know something about this person, what's the value that I can give to them? Because that that's how it gets started, right? Not only does that—is that a good way just to live life, but it also creates a reciprocal effect. You know, if you do something good, if someone does something good for you, you want to return, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody holds the door for you. You want to do the same for somebody else. It's, you know, it's that kind of thing. So when it comes to, you know, really anything, it's just having that intention. Like with, um, if I'm getting ready to do a sales presentation or speak publicly, just taking the time, you know, a few minutes, three minutes, before just to get centered and quiet. And, you know, there's great little three minute meditations on YouTube. You can listen to in your earbuds and then, and then just go. And, but being centered, you know, really reminds you that the person that you're about to interact with is a mother, a sister, an aunt, you know, treat this person, how you would want people to treat them in the same situation. And it just, it's that grounding and it allows you to clear out the clutter and all the noise that we all have in our heads all the time and go in clear and be present with the person. And that's because to me, and and Bob says this to Bob Berg, he says that all sales is, we think sales is one thing, but all sales is, is figuring out what somebody wants and helping them to get it. That's it. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: if you're not listening, if you're not present, if you're not able to really hear what they're saying, you don't know what they want. So you can't help them get it and you
0: can't really help, you can't serve them. So intention and focus is, are kind of my fallbacks. I love that. It's a great reminder because I'm, I, I love talking about intentions and, and I think there's such power in what you just said in saying, take that three minutes, you know, there's three minute meditations. There's just, just stopping and taking three minutes of deep breathing, right? Like it just is powerful when we can reset and go into it with our, with the intentions of serving and, you know, what am I, how can I serve this, this person? And who knows what might happen, you know, as a result of that. So powerful things come in that collaboration and that connection. So this has been delightful. Thank you so much for sharing your awesome wisdom, Amanda, and where can people connect with you and collaborate with you further? Sure.
1: So, um, smalltowngirlboss.com is my website. Everything is there. As soon as you go on there, there's a freebie. You can get your girl boss goodie bag. I've got some little goodies in there, some free resources.
0: So pretty much everything is there.
1: And thank you, Terry. This has been such a treat.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you. Please check out her information. Go get her girl boss goodie bag. That just sounds fun. That's like fun on the tongue. And I look forward to staying in contact with you. And you have an amazing day. You too. Thanks, Terry. I am so grateful that you joined me for this episode. If you've enjoyed this, then there's just one thing that I would like you to do. Click to subscribe and leave me a rating and review. As my way to thank you, let's connect for a free consultation. Just reach out to me at talkingwithterry. that's dot com to book your time. When we see the value in what we have to offer and we can speak with conviction, We can get paid well for simply doing what we love to do and serving the world in a powerful and profound way. Stay tuned in as our next guest shares the power of having presence in the community and in the world.